It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, hey, hey, here we go. What up? We do a podcast. Al, nice to have you back from your vacation. How are you? Jerry, thank you. It's good to be back uh, on the post-game podcast. Uh, I was in uh, Asbury Park over the weekend. As you know, I go to Asbury Park quite often, and there was a uh, a smoke shop on, like, the main drag. Right. Which, to me, it means, like, uh, uh, like vaping products and these sorts of things. But it was a, like, uh, things for, for pot smokers. It was a, and I went in the store. Just because I was like, let me see what's going on here. Right. It made me want to smoke pot. They had so many (laughs) cool products, right? Yes. I know. (laughs) They had so many cool. They had these awesome glass bongs and just they had so many great products. The guy who I guess is the owner laughed, just enjoying himself, living life, Jerry. He was laughing it up. I wrote down the name of the place. It's called Wacky Tabacky. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I walked out and I was like, why am I not smoking pot? <laughs> you should. But then I had another. I'd chill you out. Uh, so he had a bunch of CBD things as well, you yeah. know. And he was great. Like, he, I, I heard him tell a customer, I guess there's so many different products, you know, now available. And they're like, do you have this brand? Mention the brand of, of, of something, uh. And the guy goes, no, I only have, he goes, I only carry one brand. He goes, we don't need all different kinds. All We don't need all different brands of peach-flavored tobacco. <laughs> like, we just need one. Right. There's too many choices. Yes. But I did see, and I, and I, I guess I was so surprised I didn't think to ask anybody in the store. But behind the counter in glass, so we, anyone could see going in there, was like a, a brownie. Okay. A Rice Krispie. Sealed in a package. Rice Krispie treat. Yeah, sealed in packaging that mentioned the. It wasn't CBD. It, it was like I think it was actual weed. Really? How do they? How are they able to sell that? I, I don't wonder. know what's uh, Al. I don't know what's legal and what's not anymore. Me neither. I'm really not sure to be quite honest. Right. I saw it. I was like, you know how like CBD will will cl- clearly say like this is a CBD product. This was the other ingredient that is in pot. Right. THC? Yeah. THC, I think it's called. It had whatever percentage of THC was in this this brownie. Right. Or Rice Krispie treat. Did you buy one? No, only because I was so, like, thrown off by it. <laughs> How much was it? I don't, I don't know that you didn't either. I not know that either. All right. It was behind a glass uh, counter. Like, you couldn't just pick it up and look, look at it. Right. But I was curious. I'll have to check out Wacky Tobacco. <laughs> Wacky Tobacco, Jerry, in Asbury Park, New Jersey. A beautiful store. We have one that opened near us. Uh, and the store looks awesome. Yeah. You know, and there's another one in Middletown. I forget what it's called, but it looks cool. I think it's called Gorilla Vape. Yes, I've seen that and they one. they got all sorts of things in there. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. They have cool products. What's weird, though, a lot of times with those stores, and this is not the case for Wacky Tobacco, but a lot of times with those stores, they look very temporary. They have, like, a banner up that has their name on it. It's not like a real sign. Yeah. We always feel like they're waiting to get thrown out of town. because they, Or move. <laughs> or move, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting business. Yeah. Oh, this guy was busy. I'm sure he was. Everybody smokes. It seems like everybody's smoking weed or eating weed. 
And then I went on to his Google reviews today. I was like, let me see what's going on in that place. Because I thought maybe someone in Google reviews yeah. would say w- what they sell. And they all positive reviews. This guy clearly loves weed, right? And started a business where he's selling weed products, uh, uh, merchandise. Yeah. What a great life. Well, it's, it's very, uh, very much like the person that doesn't sell the cell phone, but has all the cell phone accessories. Yes. And it's it, people are into it. All the accessories. Yeah. So I now might you got get weed in, accessories. I might get into smoking weed just for the just for the cool looking bongs. <laughs> <laughs> you could decorate your your condo and bong <clears throat> paraphernalia. Yeah. Then I went into there's a uh, antique store in there. It's a it's a huge antique store. Yeah. And it's weird, like antiques. Oh, this is what was interesting. A guy had all these rings from like. Uh, the the Roman era, mm-hmm. they were like cheap. Were they really? Were they really from the Roman era? He says yeah. they were like thirty eight dollars. How could they be eight thirty eight dollars if they're from? <laughs> Come on. But I mean, they looked like just like a piece of like tin, right? Or whatever. It was interesting. Isn't there history to that though. But that's what I thought. Okay. He had all these rings. Was he selling any? He was selling them. Okay. Oh, I, oh, I don't know. They, no, I mean, was anybody in there? No, no one was in there. Exactly. I guess that's part of it. What else did I write here? Oh, I was in Atlantic City, Jerry. Uh, we had mentioned on the warm-up show that's coming up that uh, you had given me a bet to place MGM style, which, by the way, Borgata is owned by MGM now. Yes. You know, I did not know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Did not know that. With my MGM, my Borgata card, I got a new one in the mail. It's MGM Rewards. I did know that. Yeah. I, I, I was new. That was news to me, news Jerry. News to you. But uh, smoking is back in the casinos. Oh, I, it is. I, yeah, I think, I guess for a while... There was no smoking right. in the casinos right. a- after coronavirus when they reopened back up. But it's back. There's w- back to smoking sections. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Atlantic City, I think, this weekend. I so, think. Yeah. Prepare for that, Jerry. Well, that doesn't bother me. It never has. Yeah. You know, me neither. That, I kind of want. You could. There's enough spots in yes, these places exactly. that don't have smoking. Correct. So you can go there. But, I, but walking through a casino and smelling smoke never phased me. I don't want to sit next to. I don't want to play blackjack next right. to a guy that's smoking. That's a bit much, uh, but I don't mind the smell. It's part of, it. of the atmosphere. It is part. I agree. It's part of the atmosphere. It's true. You want to see people drinking beers at eight o'clock in the morning, which you'll see. <laughs> you want to see people smoking cigarettes. You buffet want to see people. Open? On, uh, or is that yes. not a thing again? No, we we did go to a buffet. So the buffets are back. The buffets are I back. I actually thought buffets were a thing of the past after coronavirus. No, they're here. I had a breakfast buffet. All right. You you ate a buffet. I did. I'm surprised. Breakfast buffet because I felt like I got there early. Would you get there at 4 a.m.? <laughs> What's it out? A Jesus long time sleeping and you're eating by yourself. I'm, I'm enjoying my buffet. <laughs> um, then the other thing was what was weird though about the making the sports bet there. Yeah, we've made it so easy to to bet on your phone. Right. That I placed the bet at the sports book. But it was actually more of a hassle than if I would have just done it on my phone. log on. Yeah. I know. Like I had to get place the bet. Then I had to go back and collect the bet. Yeah. But it was kind of cool handing over a ticket and getting cash. Like when you're at the racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is neat. I agree. I feel like I get the cash. But you are right, though. We're so used to, like, so for that bet that we won, like, literally minutes after the game's over, the money's in the account. Yeah. I actually felt like cocky to the guy taking the the winning tickets. Like, (laughs) just pick two baseball games. This one was easy. This uh, this uh, probably don't see a lot of these, sir. It's a two game baseball party. You guys even make money. This is so Win. easy. 
when you've got a baseball insider like Jerry Recco giving yeah. you the bits. <laughs> right. Then I saw a comedy show down there. You did? Yeah. But it was mainly, it was one of those for like... House comedians? Uh, yeah. Uh, except one of the guys was Rich Voss, who I know from the Opie and Anthony days. Okay. Very funny. But the comedians all did crowd work. Oh, okay. Which I find lazy. What are your thoughts on that? Crowd work. Yeah, I think that's a fallback, I would think. It's like a talk show host just going to calls for no reason. For sure. Because they have nothing prepared. Yeah, nothing. I felt like they had nothing prepared. But I do think there's an art to being able to communicate with people that way and still make people laugh. The other weird thing was there were, there were three comedians on the bill, and n- none of the comedians watched each other. So they all thought they were discovering this group of ladies in the front row. Oh, really? But we all, as an audience, knew them. Already. It was enough already. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, look at these ladies. Like, I yeah, we that. met them already yep. two comedians ago. I can see that. And from the last comedian. That's funny. So all three were lazy. All three went right to the... Uh, lazy. Went right to the uh, crowd work. How about that? Yeah, and it was a lot of old people, too. That's the other thing. Like, I guess like as a comedian, you've got to adjust who's in your audience. Right, well, when you go to a show at 5 p.m., <laughs> this was a 9 p.m. show, <laughs> but it was all kidding. white-haired Was people. it really? Yeah, because it was a lot of older nine, people. 9 o'clock on a Thursday night, I would think it would be a different crowd. Yeah, no, it was, uh, and, 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 you know, the one comedian was doing material about rap music. And oh I was God. like, who was With he talking crowd? to? Yeah, because I didn't know who what he was talking about. I mean, but I'm 50. He's talking about the baby? The ba- little baby yeah. and the baby. Yes, that's funny. The little... Do you know who Fran Lebowitz is? I know the name. I don't know if you ask me. No. So I got her. I get her confused with. There's a black and white photographer named Annie Lebowitz. Okay. This is Fran Lebowitz, and there's a, a, a series on Netflix where it's her and um, the great director Steven Spielberg. No, but in that realm. Oh. Oh my the guy no. that did Titanic, James Cameron. Not James Cameron. Older guy. He did... Uh, I can't believe it. Martin Scorsese. Oh, okay. So Martin Scorsese did this documentary series on this uh, Fran Lebowitz, who I was... I'd heard the name, but I was not aware of her. Okay. It is terrific, Jerry. She is basically... She's 71 now. Okay. And it's a series of, like... It's clips of uh, them... Martin Scorsese sitting down with her now, talking to her about just topics and then flashbacks to where he and her would go do speaking engagements mm-hmm. and take questions from the audience but she hates everything it's like it's, it was so fun to, yeah it was the 71 year old woman version of me <laughs> and it was so refreshing to hear people saying that this sucks and that sucks and why do we do this this is dumb this is stupid why do people go on vacation is your life so horrible? Like it was just. This so, is on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's called "Pretend It's a City." All right, I could check that out. "Pretend It's a City." Yeah, I could definitely check that out. Today. It's about you know tourists coming to New York. It's really, and she she is a writer, but although she hasn't written in a very long time, she claims to have massive writer's block. Okay, but she used to write columns, opinion columns, like in um, Madame Wazelle and Interview Magazine, and and. Uh, Thinks her and now she now she goes and does speaking engagements. That sounds interesting. But she's really good. Like she's, it's mainly a lot about living in New York and right. just being in this area of the country. Yeah, but she hates everything. So okay. so it's it's fun. That to, sounds like that'd be a fun thing yeah, to watch. Yeah, it, I really did enjoy it. It's, All right, it's really good. I 
I had I had seen it like that it was up there and I was like who would watch what is this but you know how sometimes on Netflix when you stop on something it just starts playing they the give preview you three minute trailer yeah and yeah. I, and I just she seemed like so annoyed at everything I was like <laughs> this is off it was almost very it was like a meaner version of Seinfeld right but but real she was before Seinfeld oh, okay like she started before Seinfeld I would be into that yeah I will check yeah, less but, than two hours. Each episode's like 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I think there are, I think there might be seven episodes. All right. Well, but 30 minutes at a time. It's 30 easy. minutes. And it's each one's like a different topic. So one might be on City Life. She does one on sports. Nice. Uh, it's good. I think I got something to do today now. Yeah. So I recommend that, Jerry. I look forward to it. So here's what we've uh, come to today. Yeah, visit Wacky Tobacky in uh, Asbury Park. Uh, smoking is back in Atlantic City, Jerry. Right. Uh, comedians doing crowd work are lazy. And now we're going to go check out this documentary. And uh, pretend it's a city, it's called. And it's, it's based on her talking about tourists in New York City just I can't walking wait. around and just stopping. I will watch episode one today. All right. And I'll, I'll have a review tomorrow. Perfect. Perfect. Now, uh, uh, briefly, we got into the, um, in the warm-up show that's coming up, we were talking about Limp Bizkit. Yes, we will talk about that. And, uh, Part of it was the uh, we talked a little bit about the documentary Woodstock '99, yep, which uh, Bill Simmons did for HBO. Uh, you were not a big fan of it. I was not because you thought it it. Um, I thought it, I here's what I, th- I think yeah. it was. It was built to fail. That's what I think. That what was the Woodstock '99? Yes, and I think while they tried attacking the um, the organizers of it, I thought they gave them enough say to where they were able to tell their side. And I thought that it was told in a certain slanted way, just blame every white guy that liked rap, uh, rock music. Right. As opposed to, I don't know, you've got half a billion people here. You've got no police presence. You've got untrained security. Drugs and alcohol are coming in nonstop. You're gouging them on the water. You're charging less money for beer. You got naked women running around. What did you expect? And I'm not saying people should be attacking other people. That's not my point. I just think the whole thing was set up to fail, and instead we took it in a different direction. And I feel like they attacked the music. They attacked the the crowds. There's a lot more to it to me than that. Because That's scientists right. would even tell you that if you get people living there in the heat, right? it was unseasonably hot. It was 97 degrees. On pavement. On pavement. And right, and the whole place was most of the place was pavement. Yeah, which people sleeping under them. trailers. So people were not sleeping, people were not hydrating, people were delirious from the sun. Right. And then they all acted nuts. Right. But you're right. They did try to blame. And you're right, the security guards were not trained. It was a mess. No. But you're right. They tried to blame and say that that music of that era, whether it was corn or limp biscuit, was angry fraternity guys that were just looking to be violent. Right. And I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't, but that, that's me. Because you're right. These 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 bands do shows all the time. And all the time. Lollapalooza went off. And they don't rip the arenas down. Right. Yeah, it was wild. It was it was so interesting to watch. I just, I couldn't imagine ever going to that. Yeah. An event where you're staying over. I know I was into it, and I'm glad we didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. I didn't realize they did one in 99. I remember what in 1994 they did a, a Woodstock. I remember this one because I was just married. Yeah. And I remember I thought about, I wasn't planning on ever going for the weekend, but I remember telling my wife I'd love to go because the Chili Peppers are playing. 
and she was, we thought about it for two seconds. She said, hey, your mind? We never did it. And I didn't realize it turned out to be this. I don't remember all these stories. Oh, that was the other weird thing about it, right? So it was, it was all the music that they said was angry fraternity guy rock. But then they also, in the middle of all this, when everyone's drunk, when everyone's heated, is a here's Jewel. Right. We talk, it made no sense. Here's Cheryl Crow. Cheryl, Cheryl Crow and Alanis Moore said, at least I felt like we're being played on those stations. The Jewel one to me was like. Right. At least they were hard. They had songs that, like, they had songs that they, especially Alanis Moore, we were Moore familiar said, with. And were rocking songs where, right. they, where Jewel only had slow songs. Correct. Made no sense. Felt bad for her looking at that video. <laughs> Like she's got to be up here. Like, what the hell am Why I doing am I here? here? Get yeah. me out of here! Yeah, it was funny. It was That's interesting. on uh, HBO. Yep. yep. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. You'll All be right. back tomorrow yes, with uh, Geo Boomer out the uh, at least until Thursday, and then do we not know Boomer's schedule? I have no idea thing? what he's doing Friday. <laughs> Stay tuned. Welcome to our world. We'll see you tomorrow. So, what up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it Did you call me a moron? No, I said you're on. I didn't call you a moron. I wouldn't do that. Uh, Mike might be one, but I like him too. That's Flegelman inside. It's the warm-up show. A couple of minutes after five. Oh, hello. How are you? We start a new week. You heard the voice. That is Al Kumar Dukes. He's back. He's been away for a week or so. Kind of quiet, but he's here now. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. I'm back. Yes. Uh, um, uh, I think... I think Limp Biscuit is cool again, Jerry. You remember he is? Limp Biscuit? Is that from the documentary on HBO that I watched? Well, I think they're a combination of things. So there was the Woodstock documentary Woodstock on HBO. Woodstock 99. Woodstock 99, right? It was put together by Bill Simmons, actually. His uh, yeah, group I didn't put care that for together. It. I talked to Eddie about it on the podcast. You didn't care for the uh, no, documentary? I didn't. Why? I didn't, I, um, I, it was, it was okay. I didn't like the way. I really don't want to get into it too much. All right. But, I thought it was slanted way too far in one direction. All right. Well, maybe you and I will get into it on the podcast. That's fine. But anyway, Limp Bizkit's a big part of that because uh, they're, they're being blamed for some sort of like Woodstock 99 riot, uh, especially during break stuff. Right. Which is bang, what he's bang. saying. Give me something to break, Jerry. So, uh, like then, Just quickly, just yeah. quickly. Uh, because that, when, I was, watching this, like a when I was watching this with my wife. Yeah. They're talking about how he infuriated this riot yeah. by playing these songs. Right. Those were his songs. <laughs> like, what did you expect to happen when well, he can't? What, we're not going to do Nookie? That that well, was what was popular. I went back and I uh, watched it, Jerry, uh, again, uh, the performance multiple times. And uh, before it kicks in, when he wants to break your face, uh, he says, when this kicks in. I want you to like go nuts. But that but that's what he Give did at every concert though. Anyway, Jerry. Ay, ay, so ay. out of that comes uh, Fred Durst unveils a new look. Have you seen his I have not. Oh my goodness, Jerry. Uh Google uh, Fred Durst. Okay. He's got a new look which I believe is a wig. But this is his look now, Jerry. This is what he looks like. And they performed Lollapalooza, I believe it was this weekend. Lollapalooza was this weekend? I believe so. And I watched it 
By the way, Limp Biscuit sounds great. I'm sure it does. They sound great musically, vocally. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a father right now, Jerry. He looks like a president from 1750. Right. <laughs> So as you can imagine, it took Twitter by storm. Many people say he looks like one of the guys from the Beastie Boys sabotage oh, that's video. that's funny. But he's still, I watched uh, the Lollapalooza version of Break Stuff. It's great. I'm sure it is. His voice is still awesome. His voice is still great. I he, think they're cool again, And he's Jerry. one of those guys that really disappeared for a while. Yes, and that is the key. You must disappear for a while. This is what I say about uh, uh, local athletes local big like Derek Jeter has essentially disappeared I know he's running the Marlins well but you yeah. don't see him everywhere well whereas guys like Bernie Williams John Starks those guys never go away right but Billy Joel never goes away and he still sells the garden every I know, but stinking time he if plays. he went away and came back he'd get more people dressed like Fred Durst but I mean he'd get more people right I, before the pandemic I went to his show I could not the place packed. yeah I I do think there's not it doesn't happen for all people Bruce Springsteen never goes away and he could sell out stadiums he's not right not packed arenas stadiums. Stadiums. stadiums yes but I do think it's good for some people if sure. you're not of that stratosphere it's good to disappear for a while Fred Durst Can I take the next 2 months off Fred Durst disappearing <laughs> for months and then showing years, back up not look, months uh, you're right years. years I'm sorry a decade yeah or more and then showing up looking like a father, but still sounding great. He's back, Jerry. Well, the question to me would be now, does he have a new album, and how does the album do? No. How do the downloads go? Doesn't care. He's just playing his stuff, Jerry. Which is fine, so you could do concerts. But at the end of the day, all these bands, which we talk about all the time, still sell places out. Yeah. It is nuts. So, by the way, they're playing the Stone Pony Summer Stage. Are they really? When is this? A couple weeks. I'd go. You want to go break stuff, Jerry? Do we mosh pit each other? No, I'm we not, listen, I would I would go to one of those, but I'm staying on the periphery. Yeah, I don't want to get <laughs> moshed. I'm 47. I'm good. Yeah. I don't think I need the mosh pit. I don't want to get moshed, Jerry. <laughs> no, I don't either. You'd break. Yeah, I would first. break. So I don't want to be, I'm not going to be anywhere near Asbury Park when uh, Olymp Biscuit plays. So you wouldn't go to that? I don't think I would go to that just because I'm afraid of people. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Olymp Biscuit fans. But I think I would like to see... But I think that's a wig Fred Durst is wearing now. Oh, clearly. So while I would like to see him out in public, uh, well, I don't know if I would find him in Asbury you Park. Why him over to your Bradley Beach <laughs> condo for dinner? Hi, Fred. I noticed you're playing <laughs> the Stone Pony. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. You could do that. I'm like a chain. Jerry, I'm like a chainsaw. What? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm th- in. Those I might are your be in K-Rock days right there, yeah, man. Yeah, Jerry, let's go. You know what? Let's go to Limp Bizkit. Asbury Park. Couple weeks. I could. Is that a weekend? It better be a weekend. Well, you just brought it up. How do I you know. not know? Or we're gonna have to take off, or we do a live show there, Jerry. Well, I would do that. Like a chainsaw. Or of course, we also work in the morning, so I don't know if that's gonna work too well. Let's what about see. this, Jerry? From here till the end of summer, all Limp Biscuit joiners. That's all we do. I'm a whole fine radio with that. station. I'll email Spike, see if we can get those put in the rotation. Let's let's see. go. Stone Bam. Pony. Bam. I'm reading it right Bam. now. I'm Bam. trying to get you the Bam. date. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's Friday, August 6th. It's this Friday. This Friday? Oh, I can't go. I can't make that. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have plans Friday night. No, I'll just go on YouTube (laughs) when it's over. Just look, watch it. You said a couple weeks. It's in four days. If you're going on that show, uh, uh, don't destroy my city of Asbury Park uh, when Fred Durst does break stuff. I don't want you guys breaking stuff. How about this? Ticket's only 60 bucks. Yeah. That's a bargain. That is a bargain, Jerry. That's pretty cool. Jerry, let's talk sports. If we have to. 
The Yankees swept the Marlins. I do like those Marlins uniforms, though. I don't know what they're all about. I don't know, like, uh, I don't know what, like, why they're that color now. Right. But I like it. Yeah, it's fine. They still suck, though. <laughs> I mean, you it know. didn't help. No, it didn't help. Maybe they traded people. I have to. I didn't even know who half the team was. Yesterday right? was their best chance to win with Alcantara pitching, and of course they get to ninety nine pitches. That's it. Got to take them out. Get them out. It's so stupid. It really is ridiculous. But whatever. Um, the Yankees won three games. You know, good for them. Yeah, you know, Anthony Rizzo doing things. Yeah. Joey Gallo, well, a nice hit yesterday. So. New look at and Stanton played the outfield a couple of days. I'm going to ask a stupid question. Where did Gallo come from, Jerry? Texas. Texas. Okay. Because I did see an article. <laughs> I did see an article that said the, the, the if Cubs. If I said the Diamondbacks, would you have said okay? Yes. <laughs> okay. I did see that the three Cubs who were traded all homered. So it's funny you say that. Interesting. So on, was it Saturday? Was the, yeah. On Saturday, I was, I just, I wasn't home. But I wanted to, I was going to take the Mets and Javi Baez to Homer. I was going to go to BetMGM and do that. Is that right? Only because a lot of times, how many times do you see it in a guy's debut, he has a big game or a home run. And I didn't get the bet in. And I watched the game with my son, and he hits the home run. I'm like, his first at bat was one pitch he grounds out. Then he strikes out like he always does. Did you realize he struck out like 150 times already this year? I have not uh, realized that. He leads the major leagues in strikeouts. (laughs) which I didn't realize. I was like, well, Javi Baez, all right, we get some offense, and our numbers are really good. He's Joey Gallo. He strikes out a million times, but whatever. But then he hits the big home run, and I'm like, you know what? I should have done that. But, yeah, so I – yeah, I, I do believe that that happened. Yeah, so all – yeah, all three Cubs who were traded, home runs. Yeah. I was on vacation, Jerry, so I may have missed this. Where is Francisco Lindor? He's hurt. So what happens when he comes back? I do, it's a great question. Thank you. Uh, Baez has talked numerous times about wanting to play beside him. Does that mean he's going to play third base? Does that mean he's going to play second base? If so, what about Jeff McNeil? I don't know. It's a great question. So Lindor is hurt. Jacob DeGrom's hurt. J.D. Davis stinks. Michael Conforto sucks. So there's your Mets in a nutshell. Yeah, then I saw the Jacob DeGrom news that he's out until September. His, uh, yes. It did not get as much buzz as I thought that would get. Like, no, like um, I, I almost I saw, felt like it was expected. Well, I saw like one article about it. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you. That's your that's your ace right there. And now forget the side. He can't win the side young. He's not going to have enough starts as he shouldn't. You but can't take all of August off. And I win agree. The Cy young. I agree. So they're shutting him down for a couple of weeks Steve. and then ramp him back up, assuming he's healthy. So, but I mean, at least they found something. The whole thing is they, these injuries. I mean, even yesterday, who was it yesterday? Damn it. Was it Fliegelman? Was it Nimmo who we woke up yesterday? Oh, no, it was Giorme. Well, first of all, Nimmo had the pinch in his hamstring, correct? Does that sound right? And it's like, where'd that come from? And then Giorme scores the winning run Saturday night on the base hit. And you wake up the next day, he's going to the injured list. Why? (laughs) From running from home, from second to home? It's real. It's too much. What if we did this, Jerry, in place of Jacob Degrom, uh, Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit? That's gets fine. Pitch Maybe he that, could in, pitch more in that uh, wig. Oh my God! Like a chainsaw. Like a chainsaw. I might get one of those wigs for the boat party. I thought you were wearing a captain's hat. I am wearing a captain's hat, but With what if wig? I what if I had the wig underneath? I guess you could do that. I'm like, not wearing anything. I'm wearing my normal clothes. You wear. You're going nude, Jerry. No, I'm wearing my normal That'd clothes. Be awesome. That's what I said. I only have till one thirty. What do you mean? I got a game that night. Oh. I got to get off the boat, and I got to drive five hours home. Oh, okay. 
Uh, you're laughing, but you know that that's no, true. I, I do know that's true. It's Jared. probably going to take between four and five hours to get home. Right. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and I figure a half hour off the boat to get to my car. Exactly. So if I have to be home by seven, <laughs> Jesus. Got to leave by one, Jerry. Uh, one thirty. yes. I see uh, they gave Joey Gallo A-Rod's number 13. Which yeah. I thought they'd retired. Why? For, for A-Rod? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Steroid? <laughs> The guy that they couldn't wait to get the hell out of here. Well, they got he got him to that uh, World Series, didn't he? So what? He also and he also screwed his entire career. Let's retire that man's number. There was a guy that called Sweeney Murdy yesterday after <laughs> the Yankee game. Yes, I post, was listening. a little post game show. I actually listened to most of the Yankee game on the radio in the backyard yesterday, and then Sweeney. No, but post game show. But then Sweeney did a show. Oh, after the post game show to get the the, the station to Chris Moore, who was scheduled to be on at six. I okay, think it was six, maybe seven, whatever time it was. And so Sweeney took a couple of calls, and one guy called up just talking about how I cannot believe they gave away A-Rod's number 13. <laughs> this man did this, this. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. And this man also lied to your face twice, failed tests, screwed his entire career up. So I get it, but mm, whatever. Do you think Joey Gallo even knew that was A-Rod's number? Maybe, yeah. I think it's but possible. But didn't care? No, probably not. Why would he care? I don't know. I don't know that I want a tainted number. Feels tainted. It feels tainted. Yeah. Okay. It feels one of two things, Jerry: tainted or should be retired. It should not be one of the two. Are you out of your mind? It's one of those. Should be retired. Why? Just one of the two. To get your number retired, shouldn't you do something for like? And A Rod had a weird career here with the Yankees. He did. He did. He had a. I mean, had some monster seasons for sure. I'm not saying he didn't, but boy, there were a lot of downs too. There were a lot of really bad months. I mean, hell, again, we talked about this about well, a few weeks ago. I mean, Joe Torre had to drop him in the lineup in the playoffs because he was so awful. So, whatever. I, no, I would not retire his number. I, Sweeney then brought up the fact that, did you know they gave away Babe Ruth's number three <laughs> before they retired it? <laughs> Actually, I didn't know that. I thought that was kind of a cool fact. Uh, it's a Sweeney fact? Uh, yeah, well, that's what he said. So, I didn't check it. Hmm. I just kind of. He just said that they'd given it. And then at some point, they were like, let's retire Babe Ruth's number. Take it off that dude's back. Yes. Whoever is it true is. they didn't have numbers on their jerseys back in the early 1900s? I believe that's true. Hmm. How do you know who anybody was? I don't know. Of course, there were probably 50 people watching those games. Right. Hence why those stats don't count. And there was no radio. It didn't exist. There was nothing. There was nothing. So there was no reads. Call that a home run. (laughs) Was that ground ball up the middle? Home run. (laughs) It rolled down the hill. You never know. Rolling down the hill. Little Yankees Orioles tonight, Jerry. They should be on another roll. They're playing the Orioles. In Yankee Stadium. I know the Mets are in Miami. I forgot that's right. Mets are in Miami. uh, Oh. A uh, fellow Those... named Andrew Heaney is pitching for the Yankees. <laughs> Whatever that is. I mean, what are we doing? I went on vacation for a week. I don't know anyone on any of these teams. <laughs> Meredith Morakovitz actually interviewed him on the field yesterday is that before right? the game. Was her first and question, she... who are you? Um, no. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> who, who are you? What do you do no, that makes Andrew, you famous? Andrew Heaney had a decent career at the Angels. All so right. they have him now with the Yankees, another arm. But I thought it was a good question, Uh, one of the questions she asked. She's like, you know, how do you handle, you know, these last couple of days? Because, A, you go from one city. You get traded here. You're in Miami. Tomorrow you have to start in New York. You don't even know where you're living. Like, where are your clothes? Yes, very odd. (laughs) And he gave all the credit to his wife. I don't know how you get get comfortable. Well, you you go out and pitch. Right, like uh, I've thought about that for all these guys, like the Rizzo and Gallo. Uh, you know, they they Don't show up here, him. and then 
how do you play a game where you're not even settled in your life? I'm going to pull up some stats for Andrew Haney. Let's see what they got. Now, I know him from the Angels. Let's see here. It's like our, our new uh, boss, Spike. He's coming up from Philly. Like, he's got back, got to be back and forth. Like, when do you get comfortable for these ball players, for people who move jobs? Like, it seems so chaotic. It's like, different. I don't think my life could handle that. Well, no, you couldn't. No. I couldn't, Hence right? That's why you, you do what that. you do. I do know that. Yes, right. this would not be for you. So, Haney, I would say very average. Not a bad pitcher, very average. Very ERA average. in the fours. Um, you hear that, Haney? You're very average. Well, no, no. I mean, that's what his stats show. He's been on the Angels for the last six, seven years. Oh, he started with the Mar- Marlins. I didn't know that. So, yeah, he's been with the Angels since 15. The Yankees just got him, and he's going to start So right. against a terrible team. Terrible team. Oh, we see. Although, Matt, have you seen what Matt Harvey's done since the All-Star break? I have heard about Matt Harvey in doing way? well. He has. I don't think he's given up a run in, like, 13 or 14 straight innings. Is that right? So, I guess the days of me mocking him and just picking against him to win are over. That's for now. over, Jerry. So, um, you know what? I'm glad to hear that. Anyway, let's take a I'm break. Like a team. So. What? Uh, 517. We're just getting started. Um, Al's back. He's fired up. Am I playing bumper music out of breaks? Or is, uh, uh, I or talked is to Fliegelman. I have no idea. Fleegs. Uh, me? All you for now. I did it up. Man. That you know, could end tomorrow, but you know for today, it's you. You're going to give me Nookie? Limp what are you going to give me? Break guess, stuff? What no, are you break give me? stuff starts off right away in curse words. Didn't Limp, uh, Limp Biscuit did, too, one of the greatest. I think I have this right. One of the greatest uh, redos. Faith? Yes. Love his redo of that song. The George Michael classic. And if you remember, I actually mentioned that to Boomer and Carton when we were in the other studio when we first got into this building. They thought I was nuts. They didn't do Faith. And then I played it. And they thought I was crazy that I liked it. Yes, that's good. They also redid the Who's Behind Blue Eyes. All right. I was not aware of that. I don't even know that song. How about that? Do I know that song? Behind Blue Eyes? what it's like to be the bad man. Oh, I didn't know that was the name of the song. The Sad Man. Yes, I know that song. Behind Blue Eyes. 518, warm-up show till 6. Boomer and Geo then on the fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Siri, play WFAN. Let's mosh, Jerry. (laughs) We'll get right in the middle. (laughs) I will, but not Friday night. (laughs) I can't do it. Let's go push some 50-year-old former frat dudes around. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I don't even think we'd be the old ones at that show. No. Fred Durst is 50, I was just reading. I'm sure he is. Has to be. That's mom, 51. Who was I looking at yesterday? Oh, did you see Did you see the Met Hall of Fame? Why, why am I even asking Yes, you? I did see that, did actually, you did? Jerry. Yeah, For real. Yeah, I did. So I'm watching it. That's right. And you, know, you got Ron Darling there, Edgardo mm-hmm. Alfonso. You got Ray Ordonez. Alfonso, to me, looks old. I don't know why. He just well, looks old. Well, because a lot of people are coming, and he looks fat. They definitely gained weight. There's no question about it. And I sat there and said, I'm like, I bet you I'm older than him. And I looked it up. He's older than me by only four months. So I'm older You're than You're three him. years older than him. Right. Like, he looked old. And then, yeah. you know, our guy Gary Perone from the Brooklyn Cyclones? Yes. I'm watching, you know, the game then. And I thought it was interesting. Gelbs is now interviewing Ron Darling. But whatever. <laughs> and then they're in front of the suite. And I see Gary per- Perone's big face. 
in the suite. I tell him, like, is this you? He's like, that's me. I'm with Fonzie. Right, Pretty he's cool. friends with Fonzie. Yeah, well, because he, I don't know if he still is. He was the manager of the Cyclones. Oh, right. Edgardo Alfonso. So right. it, was pre- it was actually pretty cool. Very well done the mm. other night. Good mm. for you. Yeah. Uh, the Mets, Jerry, they lost two of three to the they're, Reds. They're so average, it's not funny. Yeah. They're not yeah, good. They're just an average team. And my main man, Miguel Castro, who you know. <laughs> <laughs> what he do, Al? Aside <laughs> from choke on up. the mound when the pitcher was up. Holy cow. He walked the Reds pitcher with the bases loaded. Four on, pitches. On four pitches. What do you think of Schrock? I don't like, I don't care for Schrock. <laughs> Jerry, I got something in my throat. <laughs> Do I need to come save your life too now? Well, I'm not choking because I could still speak, but I, uh, it's something in there, Jerry. <laughs> Take the feathers out. Then I see that the Mets got um, complaint where people were yelling about the Mets that they're not signing their top pick, Kumar, Kumar Rocker. Yeah, Kumar Rocker because his arm sucks. I don't know that that's the case as they uh, have challenged that. I think the whole thing sucks. And do you know that the Mets signed him? They actually put billboards up for him in New York after they picked him. Really? Yes. There were billboards in a couple of different places. Like, they were really fired up about this kid, and rightly so. What I don't understand is, let's say, for instance, he does need Tommy John surgery, which we I, we don't know that. So the Mets sign him. They send him for a physical. Well, the Met, they, they draft him. They draft him. Send him for a physical. Something comes back. A red flag, I guess you would say. Now, Boris, who's going to defend his client to the hilt, as you know, is, of course, his agent, says there's no problem with this kid. But the Mets get something else in the report. Okay, they still make an offer, but I guess it was lower than he wanted or whatever. Let's say he needs Tommy John surgery. Okay. Like, why would you not still keep him inside? I don't – you've got a billionaire owner, and I'm not saying you just toss money around like it's nothing. But how many of these guys actually go for it and come back stronger? Right. I, I don't know. I, to me, it was disappointing, but they did what they did. I, it is, there was a good article in the Post today. I forget who wrote it, but it was basically like this move reeks of, like, you know, the Wilpon era. Yes, Wilpon-esque. It's, you know, I, to me, you like the kid. You love what he did. I would have signed him anyhow. Plus, he has a cool name, Kumar Rock. a great name. So, yeah, it was disappointing, I would say. I did see famous New York Met fan John Stewart wanted them to sign him anyway. Is John Stewart the one that's part owner? No, is that Bill Maher? One of them is like a part owner. Like I think that's small Bill Small minority owner. Bill Maher is? Bill Maher. Not John Stewart. Not John Stewart. All right, he's just a fan. John Stewart is a big fan, and he wanted Kumar Rocker You just call him house. John Bon Stewart? <laughs> John Bon Jovi Stewart is his name. John okay. Stewart. John Stewart. John Stewart. Yes. Is a Kumar Rocker fan. Correct. So now who gets Kumar Rocker? He could go to anybody, I guess? Well, I see, Adam, I always get confused with this. He go back into the draft, or is he a free agent? I don't know. I think he I think he goes back into the draft for next year. But I know the Mets get some other picks because they get they the 11th pick him. next year. Oh, okay. Next year's pick. Yes. So confusing. It is, well, yeah. Well, the baseball draft is confusing, yeah, and no one like, ever pays attention to the baseball yeah, draft. Yeah, it's not like football or basketball where the guys get drafted and boom, impact. Impact time. Well, because they don't, play, you don't might not see him for five years. I mean, that's you know, baseball's different. Baseball's not the NFL where you get drafted and boom, you're on the NFL team. Right. Baseball, uh, we'll see you in Class A St. Lucie. Good luck yeah, making it to Double A, and because they're not ready. Oh, it's you know, there there are many Bryce Harpers out there that can come play when they're 18. There just aren't. I did see Jerry that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr may possibly have surgery. Yeah, that's disappointing. Shoulder uh, situation. A shoulder situation. I hate when, like, a star of the game gets 
injured. Understood. Like a Jacob deGrom, a Fernando Tatis Takes Jr. you want to see the stars. Yes. I agree. I want to see baseball stars. Here's what I know. You don't want to see Andrew Haney. <laughs> I do not. I do not want to buy a ticket to watch Andrew Haney pitch for the Yankees. Think about that tonight. Don't know who you are. Andrew Haney starting against the Orioles. Ugh. Right. Could you imagine like being like, I got to get home to watch Andrew Haney pitch against the Orioles? No, I couldn't. As a but matter I guess of fact, it, I guess in that case, you're you're looking for Yankee hitting. Of course. Like what kind of Yankee hitting? Because Let's listen, go. they won all three games, and you take nothing away from them this weekend. They did everything they had to do. At the end of the day, their offense this weekend was. Nothing Garbage. to speak of. I mean, let's put it this way. If you don't get that double error from the third baseman in that <laughs> game yesterday, yeah. I'm not even sure they win yesterday. I mean, they scored three runs. It's the Would they score 10 runs in three games? Against the Marlins? I mean, look at that lineup. You got to do better than that. So let's see if they can break out against the crappy Orioles tonight. Do better. Do be better. Another cool, better. another cool baseball story, Jerry, is uh, White Sox uh, rookie Sebi Zavala. You know, he's 27. He's a rookie, which right. is a little I'm strange, not aware right? of this story. Okay. He became the first player, Jerry, in Major League Baseball history. This is going back Babe Ruth style. You yeah. know what I'm saying, Jerry? Way long ago. When oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. He is, becomes the first player ever to hit his first three career home runs in the same game. Yeah. That's cool. Well, think about how many three home run games there have been in the history of baseball. Not a ton. I would say probably not a ton. And he becomes the first ever. You, when I was a kid, all I remember was Claude L. Washington did it. And and that's like all I remember ever doing it. But I did look back uh, maybe a year ago at this, uh, how many people have hit three home runs in a game. You it, did look. Yeah, it was more than I thought. But it, it is a rare occurrence. All right, so let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. Major League. Do you remember Claude L. Washington? Jerry? I do, yes. He was home, terrific. three home runs in a game. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. But, I mean, you're talking about over 100 years of baseball, depending upon where you stand and where how far we go back. So there have been, if I'm looking at this properly, it's been 303 players have done it. All right. That, to me, is not a lot. That's not a lot. That's not, and, and when you think about how many games have been played in 120 years, that's not a lot to me. This fellow did it in his in one game, his first that's very three cool. career home run. Very yeah, cool. That is very cool. Now, I don't know when this article was written, so maybe there have been more since, and maybe he was 304. I don't know, but very right. neat. That is kind of cool. That is true. I know I know there was one already this uh, this season. I know By the way, one not, like last week. And not that I'm jinxing it. Don't jinx him. It's now August 2nd. We have not had a no-hitter in a while. Oh, that's so a good I'm point. still winning the bet. We're still I set the over under at eight and a half. We're still sitting at seven, correct? Yes, I believe so. And I st- I've stuck by that. Yes, Jerry. So. I was in Atlantic City uh, one I of know. the nights of my. You are welcome. And uh, I texted you, Jerry. Noted baseball aficionado. <laughs> no, I'm not. There was a sports book there, and I said, I want to bet a baseball game. Yes. Parlay. I want to do a Jerry Reco parlay. So I reached out to you and said, Jerry, what do you recommend for a parlay, a two-game parlay baseball bet? And you gave me a Padres and uh, A's. I gave you the Padres minus a run and a half. Yes. And I gave you the A's. 
A's the money line, as Correct. they say. And uh, I went to bed, and I woke up a winner. Winner, winner. Now, a Jerry did you, Reco winner. Did you look into that Padre game at all, or did you just go collect your cash? I just went and collected my <laughs> cash. So I had to take them, for whatever reason, on my BetMGM app, it was minus two and a half, which I wasn't thrilled about, but I still did it because I figured they would blow out the Rockies. So I wake up the next morning, late game. I wasn't staying up to watch it. And I see they won 3 nothing, awesome. And then I find out that uh, it was one nothing with two outs in the eighth, and they got a two-run homer. <laughs> <laughs> so we got lucky. Well, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we won. Right. And the A's rolled. I think they won 4 nothing. So, but winner, winner. I know. I was so excited. I fun. Felt, I felt like a real winner. It is more fun. I'm not going to lie, though. It is more fun when you can actually keep an eye on yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated the fact that they started West Coast. That was a weird day you went in terms of the schedule. It was a very weird day because I passed by the sports book at the Borgata, and there were a Yankee game on. There was a Met game on. It was like the middle of the day. And yeah. I thought, are these reruns? Like, I was so confused. Yeah, it was a lot of day baseball. Yeah, it was a lot of day baseball. And so the day. games I liked had already started. And yeah. then I was kind of looking to the evening. And so that's where we ended up with the West Coast stuff. So, all right, let's take a break. 25 in front of six. Nice to have you with us. It's the warm-up show until the top of the hour. We'll come back. We've got more to discuss. Must be nice, by the way, to have someone offer you $44 million and you say, nah, I'm good. We'll get to that and a whole bunch more right here on The Fan. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, play WFAN. Hello there. It's the warm-up show. We're back. Al is back. He was off all last week. I was off a few days, but I was back on Thursday and Friday. So here we is, as they say in the trade. Uh, very fast-moving show. Jerry, I uh, showed back up to the studio that I call home. I went into the control room, and on the wall where there was once a large, beautiful picture, there is now an empty space. And it was, and no one knows where it went. What was the picture? It I was see. an aut- It was a be- beautiful piece, so I don't know if this was stolen or what happened to it, but it was the New York Yankee perfect That's game. That's right. Batteries. That's right. Pitcher, catcher, all standing next to each other, all Girardi autographed. And, and Yogi. Yeah. yeah. Missing. Huh. Someone had. Hmm. Where did it go? Well, you don't just walk out of the building with that. And when did it go? That's a very good question. I think it was there Friday. See, Felicoman says he d- uh, doesn't recall seeing it I Friday. noticed it was gone Friday after the show. I don't know. I would like to get to the bottom. Well, there's a big empty space you're going to see on uh, CBS uh, Sports Network this the morning. The only thing I can think of is perhaps they are prepping the studio for some cleaning. Okay. But because I know that came up. That did come up on a Thursday during the show. Okay. So I don't know. That's a great, Al, a great question. This guy, I was watching some sort of Netflix documentary about a great art heist, and this is very similar. I don't know that this is similar because there might be an explanation to this. And I don't think someone that's a part-time employee just grabbed it and walked out with it. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. But we I'm, don't know that. I'm, here's my guess. By 9 a.m., we'll know. Every once in a great while, I'll see somebody that will respond to me on Twitter, a listener or something. Yeah. And their profile pic of, is them sitting in this studio. It's weird, isn't it? I'm like, when were you here to yeah. get this photo Well, taken? back in the day, we used to have studio visits. Yeah. And it wasn't just us. Evan and um, Joe and Evan used to have right. them. And well, I don't know if Mike, you know, Mike actually did do them too sometimes. Rare, but they did. So you had people through here. Plus, I would almost guarantee you that someone came through in the overnight to see a friend. Right. You know, it's, it happens. Photo. I don't like it, Jerry. Yeah, it happens. I don't like it one bit. I understand. Jerry, we have a new fastest man alive. 
after the 100-meter Olympics uh, race went off. The guy's name is Lamont Marcel Jacobs. Hey, good for you. <laughs> he is now faster than Usain Bolt. Nice. How about that? I don't care. <laughs> he is uh, the current record holder for the fastest man alive. Jerry, I continue to hold the record for fastest man alive sexually. <laughs> Over under six seconds. <laughs> that is tremendous. And you and never mind. I'm not gonna say. I wrote I that joke say. this morning, Jerry. Oh, that was a joke. Yeah, I wrote oh. that this morning. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. There's some truth in all these jokes. <laughs> there could That's be. That's what they say. There's a lot of truth. In have jokes. you contacted Guinness? <laughs> I have the Guinness people come over to my house <laughs> with a timer. Don't blink. You might miss it. <laughs> Seriously? Is that... Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. What do you make of this uh this this thing about the uh San Jose Sharks Evander Kane? The NHL is probing this, a claim by his as he said soon to be ex-wife that he bet on his own games. Yeah, and to lose, right? To lose yeah. for, for gambling profit. I think that they make so much money, and I know hockey's not the NBA, and it's not even baseball in terms of salary. They still make a lot of money. I find it hard to believe that that is the case. And then when you throw into the fact that he's getting divorced and that's where it's coming from, right. I, don't, I don't put much stock in it. That said, let the NHL do what they have to do, and I hope that there's no truth in it and he's cleared. His wife took to Instagram and wrote, how does the NHL let a compulsive gambling addict still play when he's obviously throwing games to win money? Hmm, maybe someone needs to address this. Listen, if she's right and they can prove it, then he should be banned for life, and he will be. But, again, I got to consider the source here. Now, I do I do recall he was the guy who owed uh, a casino like 500 grand. Is that true? Yeah. I don't remember that. He okay. did have, I did, do remember reading this in one of these articles when I was doing extensive research, Jerry. Extensive? You read an article? I read an article about this. I didn't want to just read the headline. Right. No, I this is an to, interesting one. I wanted to dig in and get sure. some quotes. Again, maybe there's truth to it. We'll yeah. see. I just, I would still consider the source and what they're going through personally. Yes. Before I'm just going to take her word for it. Right. Whenever couples, Jerry, are getting a divorce or something, and you can't trust what either one of them says. They're Agreed. just trying to get back at the other Slings one. and arrows. Slings and arrows via Instagram. Where did I I was watching something. I was watching a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson videos over the weekend. Don't <laughs> Is ask that me right? Why. Yeah, I, I find the guy fascinating. I you really got do. caught in a, like a YouTube loop? I did. Uh, hole, black yes, hole, as I, Yes, I got caught in that, and it was a lot of... Um, a lot of so much so that I'm actually thinking about signing up for his master class. What does he teach you? Um, everything. Everything scientifically, life stuff. I mean, a lot of different things. So I just, I find him, I was at the beach this weekend. I was yeah. wondering why my shoe was lumpy. <laughs> I, was <sand>. Still- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. It's you got a funny. bean bag full I, of well, sand I was in, in Man- your shoe. So we spent a lot of time in Manasquan. Oh. Uh, my family from California was in yeah. uh, all week. And they had a beautiful house right on the beach in Manasquan. So nice. I was there three or four times. And I guess I wore these a couple of times. Evidently. Jerry. I was wondering why my sneaker was lumpy. You got a lot of sand <laughs> in your shoe. How are you walking around with that? Well, I said it felt a little weird <laughs> underneath my heel and in the arch. Felt like, lumpy. It did. So I'm like, you know what? I could probably pull the sole out. And I did. So anyway, uh, anyway, so I was watching a lot of videos. And one was on, you know, marriage and stuff like that. 
And I, it wasn't Neil deGrasse Tyson, but it was something else. And one of the guy, what the guy said was, it makes you really think. He goes, it's amazing how someone you love so much one day, <laughs> another day, years later, you right. can just despise that person. Yes. So, and that seems like that's what the Canes are going through right now. Yeah, it's very crazy. You're right. The one we love the most, <laughs> we end up hating the most. Uh, In yeah. some cases, that happens. For sure. And you could even have a case where people are contemplating divorce or trying to save it. Which which is it? Right. <laughs> like, you're either really far gone or let's save it. I mean, okay, I guess. Uh, I have a sad news to report, Jerry. Sad oh, news. no. Uh, sad news for me. Probably not sad news for you, but sad news for me, Jerry. Uh, More the, sad. The Robert Kraft massage parlor video <laughs> you pervert. has been set to be destroyed. Yeah, all right. By the courts. I guess. Now, why? Part I don't of the know. Agreement, I guess. I guess part of the agreement. I can't believe we. I can't believe that never surfaced. I know you're so disappointed. It seems. Yes, I would love to see that. Why would you want to <laughs> see that? Because it's like so you weird. weirdo. Yeah, that is a little weird. Yes, it is. I'm glad you. It's one thing you like to watch, you know, documentaries of people being murdered right before you go to sleep, because right. that's normal. Uh, but then to want to see a 70-something-year-old man get massaged intimately? Are you nuts? How you say g- that like it's a bad thing, Now, let Jake. me ask. Hmm. Well. Go ahead. I mean, you just revealed it takes you six seconds to have a good time. <laughs> no, that was a I was I wrote that. Would that take time. 12 seconds if you're watching that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a comedy bit I wrote, Jerry. I don't Okay, Maybe, I suppose. You didn't deliver it as such. <laughs> It sounded like you were being you. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that looks like it's going to be destroyed. So, that's nixed and gone. And we're never going to get to see it. Is that what the uh, the JFK tapes? Yeah, it's like the Zapruder film. The what? What's Zapruder. a Zapruder film? What's that? That's Zapruder? the JFK. No, Zapruder film is the JFK assassination video that oh, we have. I didn't know that. All those, a man named Zapruder is the one who took... The video. I did not know that. Uh, the movie, not even a video back then. I guess. Right now, do you do you watch the Oliver Stone movie? I did years the ago. First movie that I ever took my wife to, and she passed out within twenty minutes. <laughs> she got a nice two and a half hour sleep. It probably. Was, I mean, she yeah, she was miserable. It was so and it was like it was interesting to me, but it yeah, was liked boring it. as hell. Yeah, it was not great. I I, I uh, got so into that sure. JFK assassination after that. I, was re- I would actually read books, which I don't read books on anything. It's interesting, and you still don't. It is interesting right. how you can get wrapped up into something. Like, you know, if you were our age, you would not have seen Elvis. But if you watch a documentary on him, it'd be very easy to get into his life and how he died and what went on. Right. So it is kind of neat. You would not believe the research I'm doing on Limp Biscuit right now. I mean, it's just dude, when I get... You get into it. When I get into something, Jerry, For sure. I start... I'll bet you I still in. have the CD. Which one? Uh, JFK? A CD Limp on Biscuit. JFK? No, Limp Biscuit, you fool. JFK didn't sing. Not that, I, And I don't think there were CDs around in 1963. They were not. Albums, perhaps. Albums. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It'd be more like Bill Withers than it would be JFK. Ooh, Bill Withers. Yes. Quick, quick final story. Quick final story. Uh, there are some rumors that the Buffalo Bills, they're looking for a stadium to be well, paid completely by taxpayers. What's the problem with this With this story? The problem with the story? Well, you're going to bring up the city of Austin. Right. So, so ESPN reported that they could move to Austin, Texas. But then the Austin, Texas City Council said, we've never heard of this. <laughs> And now this comes back to what I was talking to Sal about on Thursday or Friday morning where I forget who it was, 
I think it was Zach Scott who basically told Carton and Roberts he wouldn't be surprised if some reporters made stuff up. <laughs> just to be like, I need a story. That, to me, sounds just like that. Like, someone floated that, and they went with it. Right. It was a guy, an ESPN reporter of whom I've never heard of. Yeah, of so it wasn't it was. like an Adam Schefter right. type. Right. He just talks about Condoleezza Rice. Right. He just got that <laughs> big one incorrect. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, final uh, break of the hour. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. We'll get G in here, and then it's going to be a fun Monday if that does exist. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes till the top. Mets lost, Yankees won. Away we go. And free agency in the NBA. Look out. What else, Al? Domino's Pizza Jerry's upset with AEW Wrestling. They uh, were running a match with this uh, guy named uh, Nick Gage who I only saw this dark side of the ring. I don't know if you've seen these documentaries no, on. No, I actually have a life. On Vice. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy this guy uses a uh, pizza cutter to cut the forehead of his opponent. Okay. So he was fighting uh, Chris Jericho, who you may have heard of. I've heard of, of Chris uh, Jericho, yes. And he uh, used a pizza cutter on Chris Jericho's forehead. It was bleeding everything. Then they go right to commercial. It's a Domino's pizza ad with a pizza cutter. Well, why is that their problem? No, well, P- Domino's Pizza didn't want to be linked with a guy getting his forehead cut with a pizza cut. But don't cutter. sponsor the event. <laughs> How about you do some <laughs> research? <laughs> You're saying don't sponsor wrestling where they use pizza cutters yeah. on their foreheads? Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. You don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. Your fault. You're bad. This guy seems crazy, though. I watched that documentary on this uh, wrestler, Nick I'd like Gage. to go back to your comment. He's you nuts. don't watch documentaries on Vice. <laughs> I'm so surprised, Jerry. You're saying you haven't seen these documentaries? I'm sure Vice is a great channel. It's very I'm, good. And I'm, I'm, I probably have watched you would something like it. on it. I probably would. Right. But yeah, no, no time. Dark Side of the Ring. It's all about like a, b- bad stories of wrestling. Yeah. That does, that, it just doesn't interest me. You're not interested in wrestling from like the 80s and 90s. Well, I mean, I lived, I was, I was into it in the 80s. You liked it back then, I but you don't want to you. I back. liked it a lot until I sat second row. And you saw fake punches. Correct. And that really bothered me. Well, and then well, I stopped watching. Well, if you would have watched this week, if you would have watched the guy get a pizza cutter on the forehead, maybe you'd be back into it. No, I wouldn't be. It I told doesn't you, do I, it for me. I had a bail on wrestling when Andre the Giant was getting CPR in the ring by Bobby the Brain. Heel. Was like, <laughs> that's that, a bit you know much what? at that point. I, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I, I shut it off. Bobby the Brain. <laughs> he was trying to do compressions on Andre the Giant's <laughs> chest. Because Andre the Giant, Jerry, he had a heart attack when he saw... The big boa constrictor that Jake the Snake Roberts I brought remember to the ring. That. And yeah. how how big was uh, Andre the Giant? Oh, Andre the Giant, Jerry, he was uh, seven foot four, five hundred, twenty five pounds from Grenoble Farms. <laughs> Where are those T-shirts, by the way? <laughs> I'm working on it. What are you working on it? You were off for a week. Did you I get know. something done? Uh, no, I didn't do any work on T-shirts, Jerry. We barely got our. Uh, buzz no buzz shirts out. So WFAN and WFAN FM, the Wayne Team Store, and Odyssey Station.